1: Welcome back to the Good Fight Radio Show. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. With me, as always is the show's producer, Tony Palacio. How are you doing today, bro? I am praising God. He's good. Amen. Greater things are happening here. We'll be talking about that later. (laughs) Greater things. (laughs) Uh, But uh, we are so excited. We want to thank you guys uh, who have come alongside Good Fight Ministries. We just added quite a few more people. uh, I believe five or six new uh, Patreons this last couple weeks. So we've been really blessed by you guys. Um, Been getting in contact uh, with a number of you. Some have asked questions and and so forth. So I want to thank you guys. And thank you guys so much for your prayers. Thank you for praying for Joe, the surgery... Uh, went well but as you don't hear him here uh, just his uh, fever went up a little bit I think it might be a little bit of a from that so we are doing these shows without him nonetheless but it is great to uh, be able to continue to do these shows and he was sad he couldn't be here he wanted to try to make it but uh, praise God he's resting at home and we'll have him back again next week so we're, we'll be excited for that Nonetheless, we are excited to talk about the subjects we're going to be talking about today, one of which, obviously, we always want to deal with things that are going on in the Christian church and the so-called Christian church as well, even if we do not believe that these people are necessarily part of the Christian church. And we are talking today specifically about Fresh Fire leader Todd Bentley. I know we've talked about him before, but he's back in the news. And once again, just like everything, as we talk about with this show— when things are not done according to scripture, everything seems to go haywire. Now, we said, and and I believe it's one of the most listened to shows that we have when we covered this originally, the f- once again fall, I, I keep, I don't know if he's ever been standing on anything in all honesty, but the continual falling of Todd Bentley, it's, it's sad because I believe what we're going to talk about today is one of the reasons this guy never gets a footing is because he's never standing on Jesus. He's never on the chief cornerstone. He is not on the rock that he needs to be on. He's in sifting sand. And it and it's really, really sad to read about to see people get completely messed up in this stuff these feelings and emotions, we have an awesome episode planned for you regarding the Word of God versus the Word of Faith movement, and we will get into that, and I want to get into that with Joe because we were talking about doing some episodes, and he got so excited. We were taught—I was supposed to just pick something up from his house. Next thing you know, we were talking for probably an hour and a half— uh, my wife was probably at home wondering what's going on, <laughs> but but so excited because it's so important for us to talk about these subjects because people can be left and turn astray uh, and taken away from the true word of God and and being being exposed to really really bad theology and sadly these are doctrines of demons or what these are. And Todd Bentley specifically has been a part of the Word of Faith movement for a number of years. And we've exposed him as such. And also you get to see some of his connections. All the I mean, it's a who's who of heretics. I mean, it really is. And when you look at the anointing that took place alongside Shea On, C. Peter Wagner, Bill Johnson, and other heretics that have been involved with Todd Bentley, even they have distanced themselves from him. But I, I do want to bring this up. Because this is something that took place. He was given a blessing by those men, an anointing, so to speak. That's what they call it. I don't believe it's an anointing from the Lord. So whatever anointing it is, it ain't a good one. And they pretty much prophesied over him that he would have this great, a greater reach. Little did they know he was about to be exposed for being an adulterer. He was cheating on his wife. And then eventually married a new woman. And we're going to talk about her a little bit later on the show, because the video we're going to play, and I'll encourage you, as we will be moving these shows, the Good Fight Radio show will be moving on to video, but we're not going to do that without Joe here as a regular, okay, so we will be moving this to video, so eventually that will be good, but there will be a link, you can check it out for yourself, but we're going to play a lot of audio from it, but I want to go through this story a little bit before we examine what's going on there, so when we talk about doctrines of demons, we're not using that lightly, that's exactly what this is, and... I have to say, Todd Bentley is a case uh, that we I believe we see some in the Catholic Church and those who fortify themselves in ministry when they were never called to be in the ministry they are trying to fortify themselves in, one, because they are not saved. I do not believe that Todd Bentley, at least from any public teaching we've ever seen, is an actually biblically-based Christian believer, a blood-bought believer filled with the Holy Spirit. I do not believe that person has ever been that. In terms of his public ministry, I have no idea if there was something younger that he fell away from. No idea. But what I'm saying is, in terms of a teacher, he has always taught a false gospel message. But even in that false gospel message, he's done horrific (laughs) things— and sinned openly, bringing a black eye to the body of Christ, even though he's not actually a part of it, but confesses to be one. So guess who gets to be on the news every time he falls? Todd Bentley. And here's the problem, is that over and over again, other false teachers like Rick Joyner have built them up after them disqualifying themselves objectively from ministry, now, I want to read first, 1 Timothy 3, so you can recognize why he is not qualified to be a pastor anyways. It says, is a trustworthy statement. If any man aspires to be an office of overseer, it is a fine work he desires to do. An overseer then must be above reproach. Cheating on your wife doesn't make you above reproach. The husband of one wife. Cheating on your wife, <laughs> adding yourself to another one, that's a problem. Temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, skillful in teaching. Now, skillful in teaching? No. Self-controlled? The dude literally says he takes his biker boot and kicks cancer out of old ladies. He is not self-controlled. We've found out over the years how little self-control he has. And by the way, when it comes to this statement of someone, if any man aspires to be an overseer, it's fine, we're going to do so. An overseer then must be above reproach. This is not saying that if you sin before becoming a believer, because I, I, I'm quite certain that plenty of pagans uh, have have become believers and were none of these things, correct? But then this is where you claim to be part of the body of Christ. Remember, even in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 versus 2 Corinthians chapter 6, we have a difference between those who would claim to be a believer and us holding them to that standard in which we say, wait a second, you're practicing sin, we won't even eat from you, to The Second Corinthians chapter 6, where the person is not a believer, does not have the Holy Spirit residing in them, and therefore it's not that I I can't eat with them and, and make them think that they're part of the body, but that I recognize that they're not part of the body and I do not become unequally yoked with them. You see the difference there? That That's an important distinction between 1 Corinthians 5 and 2 Corinthians 6, and I think they're important to have, and if we walk in those, I believe we will bring more people back to Christ, and I will believe also that we will bring people to Christ that are not saved at all. But nonetheless, we're talking here about somebody to be an overseer. We're talking here about whether or not they meet the requirements. The Bible is where we get are requirements for an overseer. God is the one who wrote them. It says in Ephesians chapter four that Jesus is the one who has placed them there, to for this position. So if they do not meet these requirements, it's the same as me sitting here, talking to you, telling you that I pray I play pro baseball for the Dodgers. I do not pray pro. I do not <laughs> play pro baseball for the Dodgers. Don't get me wrong. That'd be pretty cool if I did, but I do not. And if I told you that I did, but did not do it, I'm crazy, or I'm just a liar. If you don't meet these requirements above reproach, ha, huh, how many articles have been written about your infidelity? You don't meet that. Husband of one wife, no, you can, you've cheated on one wife, added yourself another one, right? Temperate, self-controlled, kicking cancer out of people, doing this laughing nonsense on the stage, flopping about like a... a fish out of water, no, that's not having self-control. Respectable? No, not close. Skillful in teaching? I don't know how hospitable he is. Apparently, he's been too hospitable in some ways, and we'll get to that. But uh, skillful in teaching? Certainly not. Not indulging in much wine? Not a bully, but gentle, not contentious, free from the love of money? prosperity gospel much
0: <laughs> checking off a lot of boxes there
1: I've never seen someone check off more boxes <laughs> in the negative right in the negative. if this was a DMV light like, right and you're taking your test you see them moving those swatches you know pop 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 with the switches you know oh man I didn't I'm not gonna get my license he doesn't have a license to be a pastor here um, he must be one who manages his household well, keeping his children under the control of the dignity. But if a man does not know how to manage his household, how can he manage it with the household of God? Not a new convert, so he not be, be fall, um, not become conceited and fall into condemnation incurred by the devil. Number seven, and he must have a good reputation, reputation, with those outside the church, so that he will not fall into disgrace and the snare of the devil. He has never had a good standing with the outside outside of the church. Guys, this is not only for our own church, but those outside of it. He has brought a reproach over and over again. And the last, the last one is just the worst. So before I get to the news article of why he's being talked about, we needed to lay the foundation of simply recognizing he'd never met the requirements, does not meet the requirements. And guess what? He still thinks, once again... After being said, you're not qualified by those who actually believe the Bible, trust the Bible, what it says, but now those who also believe the Bible, trust the Bible, what it says, but happen to be also charismatic, and probably some of which I would say even are in heresy, even they have said you're not qualified, he's going to do this new one. All right? So I'm going to read this from the Christian Post article. I know Tony already has that. I'm we'll put a link for you. <laughs> I saw him uh, looking through the article while I was talking here. Uh, here it is. Approximately one year after a team of evangelical leaders— declared him not qualified. Remember, those evangelical leaders were, guess what, were were charismatic, probably hyper-charismatic believers. For leadership due to credible allegations of ungodly and immoral behavior, some of which was homosexual acts, some of which was supposedly known by his wife, by the way, including predatory sexual activity. Fresh fire leader Todd Bentley says he's now back after hearing from God. Bentley, who turned 45 last month, said as the coronavirus pandemic raged in the parts of the country in the summer of 2020, he was experiencing a time of healing and restoration with angels and communing with God. Quote, it was last summer in July of August, or July slash August of 2020, that has a series of angelic encounters, visions, and personal encounters with the Lord that were absolutely life-changing. At the same time, Jess and I used this time to see healing and incredible restoration in our own lives and marriage. During this awesome season of almost daily personal encounters, the Lord spoke to me about my 45th birthday, which took place on January 10th, 2021. Bentley wrote in a recent post on just, um, on a recent post on Facebook, just months prior to the angelic encounters, evangelical leaders including the host of the nationally syndicated Line of Fire radio program, Michael Brown, said Bentley was unfit for ministry. Quote, based on our careful review of numerous firsthand reports, some of them dating back to 2004, we state our theological opinion and can say with one voice that without a doubt, Todd Bentley is not qualified to serve in leadership or ministry today. There are credible accusations of a steady pattern of godly and immoral behavior confirmed by an independent investigator's interviews dating from 2008 up through 2019, along with other testimonies dating back to 2004. And while we only took into account firsthand reports, There are many other second and third-hand reports repeating the same accusations, often from people in different parts of the country or world, who had no connection between them other than their interaction with Todd. Stephen Powell, an estranged protege of the controversial faith healer, first highlighted sexual misconduct allegations against the Fresh Fire leader. The, quote, Lion of Light Ministries leader said, Bentley has a perverse sexual addiction that drove him to prey on interns in 2013 and beyond. Guys, do you realize how demonic this is? Yeah. You have people coming to Bentley and these ministries and so forth. And you have them coming in there to be interns. And 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 some of them engaging sadly in homosexual activity with Todd Bentley. I mean, could you imagine? This is this is this is heartbreaking. And to think that he believes that the Lord has come back to tell him to be a leader again. Here's the thing. Whatever meeting, angelic manifestation, or whatever it is, if it contradicts that which God has already stated, then guess what? You're probably meeting with the devil. There are only two things that could be happening here because we have very clearly either Todd Bentley is talking to a devil or simply he wants to go back to making a lot of money. Could be both, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the most likely, right? But you cannot have a man who has brought disrepute to God's kingdom, you've, you've, you've bought all this stuff in the public eye for everyone to see, put a black eye on the body of Christ to the world and continue to say, yes, I'm being called to ministry. You have not been called to ministry ever, nor have you been called to come back to it. This is one thing where when I see that declaration in first Timothy three, that says that they need to have a good standing with those outside of the church. And then I hear that those who have fallen into sin, whether it's stealing a bunch of money from the church, whether it's you know engaging in sexual, you know, promiscuity and so forth, whatever it is, this doesn't mean you can't be saved, guys. This is something really important to grasp. It does not mean you cannot be saved. What it means is we need to stop placing you up there because it's shameful to put somebody up in some leadership position that God never wants them to be in nor allots them the qualifications to be placed there. They need to be taken down and if they're truly repentant, become part of the body of Christ in repentance under leadership that will hold them accountable under brothers and sisters in Christ under brothers and sisters in Christ who meet the qualifications of an elder, pastor, leader, teacher, and so forth. They have been placed there as safeguards. God's word has placed the elder, pastor, teach, and so forth, right? Deacons, right? They have been placed there as safeguards for God to use. And this isn't about, you know, it's the same thing. It happens when we talk about women pastors, Right? When you see what the word of God says right, quite clearly, especially First Timothy 2, right before 1 Timothy 3, he does not permit a woman to teach. And then just to make sure you don't think it's only about one woman that happened to be there and the time that Paul was writing to Timothy or the women at that time were uneducated, he goes back to the creative order to make sure that no time lapse here. There's nothing you can do to say, oh, it's only for that specific time. This isn't to say that God is some door, sort of, you know, cosmic party pooper You know, he's just so misogynist. No, God has designed it a certain way. And the only way to run it, to be run by him, the only way for the church to be run by him and him, the head of the church, is if we fall under the way that he says to run it. And so this isn't being mean because guess what? My wife and I, she is a co-heir with Christ. When I look at my wife, I recognize she's a co-heir with Christ and in fact, the Bible says that she is a weaker vessel and God will cut off my prayers if I do not treat her properly in that recognition. This is really really important. I want to I want to make sure that that is what is clear here. I would love nothing more for Todd Bentley to repent and simply say I've been wrong all these years. The gospel I've been preaching has been false. The sexual activity, I've had no victory in it. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is how we get victory here. I think about this a lot when it comes to the Catholic Church. I don't even like calling it the church, but we'll use the loose term of ecclesia that is used sometimes even in the book of Acts concerning buildings, even buildings where pagans are, by the way. Um, But nonetheless, we look at these things and we say, no wonder so many wicked things take place when it comes to these priests and little boys and so forth. And this has happened at quote-unquote conservative churches too by people who get away from the Lord and they're, they draw near to him with their list, but his hearts are far from him. But could you imagine, Tony, could you imagine fighting against sin without the Holy Spirit? Mm, never. I never. remember trying mm-hmm. as a non-believer. I remember trying to quit drinking as a non-believer.
0: Oh, huh. it's futile. Yeah. Uh, no, I what that. a waste. <laughs> yeah. And
1: you know what happens for the people that do quit drinking or quit doing heroin or whatever? They just go
0: to something else. Vice but, trading. Yeah
1: trade the vice, trade the vice. And that's exactly what happened. All my, my friends that are involved in, you know, the AAs, the BAs, the CAs, the DAs, the REAs, whatever, right? (laughs) All of them or the ones that, you know, like I said, alkaline or they go to sober living, they just trade vices. So now they don't do this, but they smoke cigarettes and sleep with whatever random girl that comes in. So, okay, your liver's not messed up. Well, yes, it is. You have an STD, right? Whatever. And this will happen. You just trade vices And the Holy Spirit comes to relinquish those things. It doesn't mean that I no longer am tempted, right? Mm -hmm. That's not what that means. But now I am a more than a conqueror through him who loved us because of Christ living inside of me, because of the Holy Spirit now living inside of me, I now can have victory over that sin which has so easily entangled me my whole life. And what's
0: interesting is he's going right back to what he was doing, which in his environment obviously was allowing for these things to happen and he's going right back into that type of ministry and interestingly enough he's changed the ministry name for his for support purposes he's I'm not going to give the name because I don't want to I don't want to advertise it but he's got a new name at the end of his little message mm. if you want to support us here's our new ministry name so he's not really hiding but why change the yeah, ministry name I just thought that was interesting and I also just I read through I did a word search first for apologize, apology, sorry, repent. Uh, anything that says that he's repentance through some of these posts, there's nothing about asking for forgiveness or anything like that. He just dives right back in, which I find very, very strange. There's no, you don't really sense a repentant heart. In, I mean, I only went through a few of his posts. I don't know yeah, how far yeah. back they go, if he says any of that. But the fact that he's out there doing conferences and live streams and he's at churches And he's out there doing ministry again, like you said, you know, the first Timothy three. I mean, there's so many boxes that are checked where he shouldn't be doing this anymore. And yet he's brazen enough to just go right back at it. And on top of it, say, God is the one telling me Uh, to do it. And I have a 25 year mandate now with this new podcast show and everything. It's like, wow. No. Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's it's a scary thing. People
0: shouldn't be forgiven. Absolutely. He can be forgiven but is he really repentant of course we want to see him repent and, and be restored as far as a, a believer and walking with Christ but as far as the going back into the ministry that's yeah. where i say wow like you're not just going back into the ministry you're you're trying to put god's stamp on it at the same time which is totally against scripture like you said
1: yeah and and i think you know it's interesting and i think it's what tony would be categorizing there too is that 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 would be even the case of somebody who was a, a actual Bible believer, right? Mm-hmm, and then right. we restore, even if that's that somebody actually trusted in the Word and then had a fall and restore. We still want him restored. We want him restored back into its proper place, right? Which is under the account under accountability under under somebody who's going to you know. Help them. I mean, that's literally the job of the shepherd of the church. And you
0: wonder what kind of accountability team he has around him now, if any. I don't know. Well, he he was sleeping
1: with his accountability team before. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean. Like, (laughs) so who does he have now? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. And these are the things, guys. This is this is really heartbreaking. You know, and I, I want to I get some stuff out of the way because I've, I've heard these and we see the comments as well because there's people that will come alongside and be like, well, what about David and his fall, right? What about when David fell, he still had to be king of Israel and so speak? David had multiple wives and under the new covenant, David would not allow to be a pastor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Samuel is one of my favorite men in the Old Testament, would not have qualified to be a pastor. Think about just his children alone, Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you you think about these things and, and recognize that we are under the new covenant, all believers filled with the Holy Spirit. guess, are we not getting that video today, <laughs> we, Tony? We still could. We still could. We, <laughs> st- we still could. Um, it's it's one of those things that you hear these arguments and on the surface, and that's what the Bible says, right? Proverbs chapter 18, right? The first to please case mm-hmm. seems right until someone comes over and examines him. Let's examine that thought process because somebody would say, and I've heard this from people that I know love the word. I know love the truth. I know, absolutely love the Lord. And they'd be like, well, you don't want to say about the restoring, you can't restore them back to the pastorate because da 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 Well, under the new covenant, it's very clear that they need to have a good standing with the outside community. They need to have, there's some things that need to take place. And I'm not saying 100% anyone who has had this misstep or that, but you're talking about a public falling over and over again, mm-hmm. a pattern of behavior The problem is you're not doing them any service. The problem is you're not helping them. Obviously with Todd Bentley, obviously with a lot of these other teachers, what was it, Julian Tvechian? I think it was uh, Billy Graham's grandson-in-law or whatever it was. Over and over again, they'd give him positions. He'd fall asleep. And you're like, why do you continue to give these people positions? Obviously his doctrine being antinomian um, probably helped all of that. But why do you keep giving positions to people why would you want that? You
0: know, what a hindrance
1: to the gospel.
0: It's such uh, a hindrance, especially when you talk about the outside world. Who's going to take these people
1: seriously? That's a fact. That's a fact because I know that when I first came to faith, I mean, I'll just let you know this, somebody asked my own wife's sister when they said, "You're you why is your sister getting picked up for or why did you get picked up from practice from Chad Davidson? right when I first when my wife and I were first uh, courting and I was uh, I was with her uh, brother Josiah and then we were picking up Heather why did you go why is Chad Davidson picking you up she's like oh that's my sister's boyfriend she's like he's not a Christian right (laughs) someone asked why Joe would let his uh his his daughter marry Satan when they were when I was gonna get married to (laughs) her okay because they were like wait a second I know what this person is what are you talking about but guess what? Those same people now—I've not the soccer coach as much, but the uh, some of the other people who the one who called me Satan—I've now talked to and uh, shared my testimony with, and the fruit over you know uh, thirteen years of salvation, the fruit has bore out, right? And I don't have a bad standing with the outside community; I have a good one, right? And and so, and this is this is the way it should be. And if you do have missteps and all those things, we repent. But the goal should always be salvation. Now, I want to play uh, just a short clip of this because that's all the time we have. So I don't even know if we can fast forward through it. But we'll, we'll, we'll go through a couple clips and we'll see how far we get. You want so, me
0: to play a little faster?
1: No, don't play a little faster. <laughs> it might
0: sound even more creepy if I do faster.
1: Um, all right. All let's, right. Let's, so this is Todd Bentley uh, having his, his wife, the second wife, come and speak.
0: Yes, uh, share a dream that she had. And I'm gonna tell you what God's been speaking to me about. And I believe it's the key that's gonna release the greatest miracle anointing for the church. Jessa. So a
1: couple of nights ago I had a dream Where Oral Roberts was speaking to Todd, I didn't understand. All right, stop. Already.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the Oral Roberts right off the bat. (laughs) Yeah,
1: let's get to that. Okay, Um, here's a couple of articles that were written. One by the USA Today. This is after Oral Roberts had passed away in 2009. Oral Roberts uh, brought health and wealth gospel to the mainstream. Another one by LA Times said Oral Roberts dies at 91. Televangelist was pioneering preacher of the prosperity gospel. This is the person delivering this message to her supposedly in her dream. Now Tony, is there any way we could scoot up towards where it looks like guys, if I've ever seen a manifestation of a demon on film, it might be this one. Um so you you hopefully Tony can find it on there. I'll, I'll 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 chat about this a little bit, but guys, Oral Roberts literally probably got his doctrine specifically from Kenneth Hagen. We are talking about the founder of the prosperity movement, Word of Faith, moving into the, you know, false prosperity gospel and the NAR movement. But we're going to play this short clip. Hopefully you got a little bit of time. And you guys check out the rest of it. And I'm telling you on video— I really do believe this is probably a manifestation of a demon. Play the clip, Tony. It looks dark and dim. It's discerning the times and season by getting a hope from God. Um, whew, getting, getting a hope from God <laughs> to be able to see to discern the times and
0: the seasons that's ahead of you. And now, it is,
1: sounds like a snake. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> sounds like a snake, guys. You can see something manifest. Pretty radical. Don't follow Todd Bentley. Repent if you're in sin. And definitely don't manifest Oral Roberts in your dreams. God bless. You've been listening
0: to the Good Fight Radio Show brought to you by Good Fight Ministries. If you're blessed by this show and would like to partner with us, please consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com goodfight. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062 or call us toll free at 1866 JC truth that's 1866 528 7884 we hope you'll tune in next time on the good fight radio show